Welcome to the Deeper Dive podcast, where we dive deep into God's Word and discover together how to practically live as disciples of Jesus through the application of gospel truth. Well, welcome to the Deeper Dive. And we actually really do have a different day for you guys today, for your listening pleasure. Uh, my three compatriotas are not with us today. Kicked them out. Actually, Jason's on vacation, so we decided to do something uh, different. Um, one of the things we really like to do is hear people's stories. So, so I've got two great people with me here today. One that you, most of you guys probably already know, one that you don't know. And the people are Dave Stefanis. Hey, everybody. And Andrea Riggs. Hey, guys. All right, Dave, we'll get back to you, man, because everybody knows you for the most part. But Andrea, you are new to our staff. Yes. How long have you been here? I am on my third week. Well, look at you. You get this figured <laughs> out now. That's awesome. Okay. So before you even talk about what you're doing now, what were you doing previously? Yeah. So for the last six and a half years, I was the executive director at UMedical, um, which is a local nonprofit medical clin- clinic that offers services in regards to pregnancy and sexual health. And about five months ago, the Lord just kind of said, you know, it's time for you um, to do something different. And so really, he wasn't making that clear what that was going to be, but I really felt peace at where he had me. Mm -hmm. Um, And so for the last few months, I've really just been able to do what I would call some soul searching, um, just really digging into some hard things, um, growing closer to him and my relationship with him. So I really feel blessed to be able to have the opportunity to do that. And then, I don't know, six, seven weeks ago, the Lord just kind of, what I would say, swung open a door for me to join the team here at Bethel and just really excited about what that looks like. Okay. Was that kind of unexpected then? Um, yeah. I Yes and no. Okay. Um, I always thought about joining the staff the last few months and thought it, it would be great, but knowing that during COVID, um, that might yeah. be kind of difficult. But um, right. So yeah, definitely unexpected. Okay. Well, what exactly are you doing then at Bethel yeah, now? So what are you my, working with? Yeah. So my title is Adult Ministry Care Associate Director. The longest um, title in the world. That is awesome. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And really just the title, doesn't, you're not really sure still what I do. But right. um, getting to work with Rachel in women's ministry and then with Angie in local outreach. Okay. So, yeah. Right. So are you specifically, are you, I mean, it's something you're actually leading. You've already, I mean, even in the last few weeks, you've already led a few things, right? Yeah. Yeah. And really... Um, supporting them in some of the things that they're doing. So helping Rachel with, um, you know, the women's um, summer events, planning those, strategizing what that looks like, um, with Angie planning the spring dance party and just kind of supporting her in the events that she runs through local outreach. Okay. So. All right. Andrew, we are glad you're here. Thank you. Really are. You know, I've known you and a little bit of your work at U Medical, And so you did a bang up job there. And man, the Lord's going to use you powerfully here. Thank right? you. Probably prepared you in many ways for it. Okay. Hey, hey, Dave, from a personal standpoint too, Andrea is now part of the Rooted team as well. So she's helping Very good. mold and shape and move that forward. Kind of her, her first thing uh, is helping with the celebration that's coming up, which yeah. is pretty awesome. So we're excited to have her on that team too. Well, Dave, actually your wife is now has been working at U Medical as well, right? Yeah. Kirsty started at U Medical, what? Six October. months ago, yeah. yeah. So, okay. um, and she's loving it. Um, it, it. It's it's a good place for her for her giftings. Um, I think she's got a lot to offer these young ladies that come come into you medical with all these questions. So, mm-hmm. okay, um, yeah, it's been a learning curve for her, but but she's doing well. That's great. Well, Dave, remind us of your your Bethel journey and then your position at West Pasco now. Yeah, so it's been ten years. Uh, wow. Just you know, September last September was the ten year anniversary. 
It's funny, you know, when we left Florida, my dad said, well, hey, we'll give it two years and maybe you guys will come back. They don't yeah. care about seeing me. They want the kids back. But yeah. full, so it's, full it's, damn, didn't it's you? been, yeah, man, it's been a great 10 years. Um, you know, did when I came here, uh, they hired me to lead the, the men's ministry. So did that for, you know, a few years. And then a few things were added. So I got involved with, you know, with Kelly, uh, with small groups I mean, on a broader basis. Um, uh, did a lot with baptisms there for a while. And then... You know, about year six ish, um, got a call that said, "Hey, you want to go uh, over to Pasco? We mm-hmm. Pasco could use a guy like you to uh, work alongside of, of you, mm-hmm. Dave Dawson." And uh, that's that part scared me more than anything because no doubt, I, you know, I'd seen you work or not be here, whatever that looked like. But um, you know what? And so, uh, of all the things that I've done, really, you know, the most satisfying thing, the best thing that I've been able to do is uh, go over to West Pasco, David. I mean, it was great working alongside of you for those years, and now we've got Adam in, and that's mm-hmm. going really well. So You're training that boy um, up in the way he should go? It's, it's yeah, it, it's, it's both sides of that Mutual. coin, man. Yeah, he, that's, he's that's, teaching me some stuff, it too. It's really great. So my, uh, I guess my job title over there is ministry director, so mm-hmm. I've kind of got hands in a lot of things, um, which is fun. Uh, you know, I, I also like to do you know, the budgets and, you know, some mm-hmm. of the financial stuff, because that's in my okay. wheelhouse too. So those kind of things are fun. Right. Um, but what what really excites me the most is the, the people at Pasco, just falling in love with them. And we're a, we, we just, we have this great relationship with the folks there. Yeah, so it's that's awesome, fun. man. Well, you know what? I'm going to double back to you, Andrea. And we've got a forward, I've got a forward looking question here for you, but why don't we why don't we go back if you don't mind to your time at U Medical? Yeah. You know? I mean, you and I were talking earlier and I personally have seen a lot of young women like yourself that have led nonprofits. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, a lot of them I mean, they they work hard. I mean, they mm-hmm. give their all. And I've seen a number of them just kind of uh kind of kind of burn out. Yeah. So is that you and I were talking earlier, that is a little bit of your story, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I got to a place um, last fall that I I burned out, and it was really, really hard. Um, it, there's a book that's called I Didn't See It Coming in regards to burnout, and that is definitely the case. You can know about it, you can read about it, you can listen to podcasts about it, but until it happens, you just, you don't see it coming. And and that's why I just feel so blessed in how the Lord gave me time these last few months to to heal, really, um, and seek Him in a deeper way. And I don't know if there, if I would have been able to really dig into some things that I needed to had I still been working. Okay. And so that was just a, an amazing, beautiful blessing. Right. Um, but burnout is a real thing, and. Um, so what were, what were the, if you don't mind me asking, how, how did you know you're burned out? Like what were the like, quote, yeah, symptoms yeah. and that, that sort of thing? So, um, well, to be totally transparent, I woke up one day and I couldn't get ready for work. Um, I just couldn't get out of the bed. I, I got out of bed, but that's okay. about <laughs> the extent of it. Um, I, I had nothing left to give, um, and it wasn't, you know, I think people usually attribute burnout to, you know, your job. And I think that's definitely the case. But there were other things um, in my personal life that I think contributed to that. And mm-hmm. I think even um, 
I would say even stay-at-home moms, especially during this season, could find themselves facing this, I have nothing left to give, <laughs> and I don't know how I'm going to keep going. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, that I knew <laughs> when I couldn't, I had nothing left to give, I couldn't get up, I couldn't go to work, that I had reached that that point. So you had, you had some people that helped you, right? Yes. Through this. Yeah, yeah. Um, so my small group, for sure. Just knowing that I had community um, praying for me um, that I could reach out to. Um, Angie was a huge blessing to me. Um, she'd really walked through a lot of stuff um, prior to that, you know, leading up to that. Um, and so having those people in your life that you can turn to, that you can go to, that you can be real with, I think is really important. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so yeah. if somebody's out there listening and they're like, wow, when you say I'm like, I'm done, I have nothing else to give. That's not necessarily a sign of weakness or of like spiritual immaturity or something of that nature. No. And I think especially as women, we are supposed to have all these roles, especially if we're working, you know, Mm -hmm. mother, wife, you know, profession, um, you know, PTO, (laughs) what all these things are supposed to do. And people are constantly needing things from us and wanting us to do things for them. And so I, yeah, you're right. It's definitely not a sign of weakness. And I would, if anybody is out there thinking that it is, it's not. And there are so many people that have gone through that. And I know for me personally would be more than happy just to process with somebody um, that's struggling with that. That's wonderful. What you look I, you look great now. Is <laughs> that you. true? Yes. You're on I, the upswing. And... I'm definitely on the upswing. And okay. um, yeah. All right. Okay. Now let's, I said I'd, we'd start looking at the future. By the way, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, okay. So you both are in a relatively new position or working with new colleagues, like in your case, Dave. Yep. So what are you guys excited about regarding Bethel's future and like your own part in it? Well, I think for me, you know, within the last few months, um, part of the elder team at West Pasco now. And so, you know, as anytime you take a step into, you know, a deeper or further leadership, it broadens your vision. So I, I think kind of looking to the future, hey, what is God going to do here? Um, you know, not really related to whether we build a building for Pasco or wh- whatever we do there. What is God going to do through the people of Pasco? that he's been doing for a long time in that building, in that church. So I think the, I think the future's strong. Um, you know, bringing in Adam uh, was, was really um, a good move for our church, you know, for Pasco to, you know, he's, he's all about alignment with Bethel as a whole, which we need to do. Um, but he's brought in some fresh ideas. He's brought in some, some new looks at things. So um, that new look of, you know, how can we move people towards Christ? You know, mm-hmm. about transformation mm-hmm. and then, you know, even multiplication from that. So I just really, I, I'm excited for the future of that um, okay. at our campus. Right. That's really cool. Andrea. Yeah. Um, I could do a whole podcast po- podcast on that because yeah. <laughs> I think there's so many things that awesome. um, I'm excited about. I would probably say the biggest one for me is the preaching team and how every week they preach Jesus. Mm. And when hurting, broken people walk into Bethel, they're going to hear that there is a God that loves them mm. unconditionally, regardless of what they've done. And to me, that is just 
so exciting and they're going to want to know that God and they're going to want to be in a deeper relationship with him. So, and I think Jason, I don't know, a few weeks ago preached on like reaching those that don't like us and reaching out to those that we don't like. And I think he said like everybody else as well. So I think ever since then, there's this been this burden for me to want to reach more people with the gospel, to reach those that are hurting and to enter into their mess because that mm-hmm. it can be messy sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I just feel that my role, new role at Bethel is allowing me to do that. And that mm-hmm. gets me so excited. Okay. So you don't think our preaching has dropped off? No, I don't. <laughs> was that like clear? It was, that was very clear. That's, that's really good to hear. I'm really, really yeah, glad. It's definitely so. on the rise at Pasco. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there, yeah, there you have it. So, all right, Andrea, let's cut Dave out at this point. And why don't we, well, I'll, I'll stick with you for a second, Andrea. Um, yeah. You know, part of the deal is to hear people's stories, right? Yeah. And to glorify Christ, right? Because mm-hmm. he is the one who transforms lives. So, and your life has been radically transformed. Yeah. So how long have you been a Christian? Could you, could you just kind of tell us a little bit about your life, like before Christ, before faith? Yeah. Yeah. So I accepted Christ in December, 2012. Um, prior to that, I spent a lot of time trying to figure out how to fill the void that I felt that was in my life or like in my soul. And I really tried to do that through relationships. So through my twenties, I was pretty sexually promiscuous, um, wanting to feel loved and accepted and trying to do that and fill that void and feel that love and acceptance through relationships. And so choosing unhealthy um, men. And so that was hard. I wanted to feel that love. Sure. Um, and so just really seeking and searching, how do, f- how do I feel safe? How, who's going to save me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I thought mm-hmm. that was another person. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. Hey, thank you for sharing that. So, Dave, what about you? Same question. What was your, what was your life like before you met the Lord? Oh man, it is simply tied up in Ephesians too. You know, mm. dead in your trespasses and sins. You know, I, I, pretty much, you know, that course of the world. People look at my life and they, man, you had it made. You know, big job, lots of people working for you, made lots of money, all those kind of things. But um, there's just this, and I didn't know what the void was. Mm-hmm. Um, there were it, there's a. It was just a void in my life that that I, I couldn't put my finger on. And so, you know, when you look at it from a worldly standpoint, things were just great and all that kind of stuff. But, man, I was dying inside. Mm-hmm. Um, even even to a day where I, I really was moving towards checking out, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and whatever happened that night, uh, I think God intervened somehow. And... Um, just I, I started talking to a friend of mine uh, who had been through some issues that, like what I was going through, and uh, we were actually playing golf one day, and I was just asking him a lot of questions. Um, I wasn't feeling too good because of the night before, mm-hmm. and um, through this golf game, he just he asked me, he said, "Hey man, what, like what do you know about God? You know what do you know about Jesus?" I'm like, I, you know, not much. And then he invited me to go to church that night. And the weird thing was, like, I didn't want to go to church. I didn't have anything, you know, I didn't know what it was about. And I uh, actually beat him to the parking lot. That and wow. He said, I'll be waiting for you outside. And I beat him to the parking lot. And I, just something started to happen. So this friend of mine, this guy named Elwin, um, he just really started putting into my life. And over, it was, it was actually just over about a month and a half 
man, uh, God just reached down, you know, mm-hmm. accepted his grace and trusted Christ as my Savior. Mm-hmm. And I really didn't know what it all meant, but I knew my life had to change. And those were my words. I just said, Lord, I, I'm going to give you my life because I can't do it on my own anymore. And, you know, it was an amazing uh, couple of months because things in my life started to change, just boom, boom, boom. He said, man, you should write all this down and write a book someday. Yeah. I said, nah, nobody's going to believe it anyway. But um, it was just cool because yeah. once you recognize that you can't do life and, and that you are dead, spiritually dead, and you, when you can't move forward yourself and you know that, man, the only thing I can do is turn my life over to Christ, it, it was powerful. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what, what you guys have in common is both you, talk, you talked about, Andrew, you talked about a void, yeah. you know, an emptiness. And Dave, you talked about something very similar, right? Knowing that you just, you don't have the strength, you don't have the knowledge, you don't have the wisdom to, um, to live the life that you wanted, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. You start, um, you know, you guys trying to fill that void, trying to find something meaningful for the, for your, for your deepest person, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's in relationships or, uh, you know, going out partying or whatever, whatever it happens to be. Yeah. So, so Andrea, how did you, how did you turn the corner? How did you become a follower, a believer in Jesus? Yeah, kind of like what Dave said. I just finally realized I didn't, I couldn't fix my life on my own. Um, and I was married, and we had been coming to Bethel for I don't know six, eight months. And um, because I had continued to follow the pattern of unhealthy relationships, um, my marriage became pretty toxic. And so. It's not glamorous, but one day in December 2012, in my bathroom, I, the Lord said, you can't fix him. You can't fix your marriage. I have to do that. And I just kind of surrendered it all to him at that point. Um, and just at that point, I had been attending Bethel, and I kind of threw myself into women's ministry and um, just really started connecting with people at the church and um, for them to come around me and support me. and and. Um, through that process and that beginning journey of walking with the Lord, mm-hmm. so yeah. okay, so you you knew enough just by coming to church, yeah, that you 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 kind of had a north, right? Yep. You, you kind of like okay, mm-hmm. there's something out there about the Lord and uh, the teaching and yep. whatever else. What was it? I mean, was it the teaching? Was it the people? Was um, what, what do you think it was that really drew you? Gosh, I don't know. Um, I think I think at that point I might have done the Alpha course already then so I kind and that was something that Bethel offered at that time so I kind of had some foundation and my sister and her family were believers and so that was an influence as well and I just I just knew that God was there to do this for me I didn't have to do it on my own anymore mm-hmm. and try to fix my life um, mm-hmm. I wasn't the one and I realized that the void that I felt was a God-sized void. Um, nothing else was going to complete me the way that a relationship with him was going to. Yeah. So. Okay. So you guys both have pretty radical uh, radical experiences, right? Mm-hmm. You've kind of a big, big turn. Yep. Dave, so your, your turn was kind of a 180, right? Yeah, very much so. Um, you know, a lot of it was, so this particular guy, I, I, I just started asking him questions about his life because I knew that his life was way different than mine. We'd been friends for a long time. And so, um, you know, I, I I think, you know, probably God spoke to his heart too. Hey, now is the time for this guy. Mm-hmm. And so he just started, you know, putting into my life. I mean, there were there were nights when I would just hang out at their house and his wife would put a blanket on me because I fell asleep on the couch, you know. 
And um, so just over the course of a few months, he just started putting into my life. And I, I go back to Ephesians 4. I mean, it's the, or Ephesians 2, sorry, you know, but God, you know, mm-hmm. uh, verse 4, but God, you know, just something that, that God did just reached mm-hmm. into my heart and, and things started to change. You know, it's even interesting to me because even after a couple of years, when I moved from that town that I was in, uh, I called my buddy back and I said, hey, man, like, why didn't you tell me about this sooner? Because we'd known each other for years, played golf and worked together and everything. It was an interesting thing. He, he just told me, he said, well, would you have listened? Because like I said, I had the world, you know, by worldly standards, the word, world by, you know, the tail, I was, it was happening. And um, I said, man, you're right. I would not have listened. So over that course of time, um, one of the real important things, I'd, I'd lost some relationships in my life, you know, um, people who I didn't think would walk away from me walked away. But when I heard that, you know, through Scripture, I will never leave or forsake you. I mean, there were, there were people in my life that stuck around, but some important ones didn't. And I will never leave or forsake you. I was like, I'm going to try this. Mm-hmm. And, man, it just it just blossomed. It's yeah. just crazy how it did. So the church we went to there is a great church. The people that came around, the ministries I was a part of, it just, it was home, and, yeah. and I just didn't, I never expected it to be that good. So we're celebrating Easter this week, mm-hmm. you know, and our theme for this, this Easter season is death to life. And that's you guys. That is, yeah, for sure. that is, that is, that is your story. You guys have gone mm-hmm. from death to life. So, yeah, I mean, no there's no doubt. A, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot more we could, man, I'd love to sit here and talk with more about you guys, but. We've, uh, we, try, we do try to keep this to 25 minutes or so. So give you guys both a shot. What would you like to say to people that are listening to this podcast, whether on behalf of like, you know, Bethel or even out of your own experience, kind of your unique message mm-hmm. that you feel like you're giving to the church? Either way, something you want to say to people or something that's like your unique message that you know is part of what your life message is for people. Either way, what would you like to say? Andrea? Um. Probably about God's sovereignty. He's in control. And sometimes we don't know why we have to walk through things that we do. Um, you know, I my burnout definitely was one of those things I didn't understand why. Um, on the other side, you can look back and say, okay, I know why. Um, I always try to look and say, okay, what is God teaching me through this? Um, but just knowing that he's always in control. And he is sovereign over all things. And I think especially during this season of COVID and just not understanding. And I'm sure we've all asked the question, like, why is this happening? Why is that school over there open and my kids' school not? And why do I have to wear a mask? And over there, they don't have to wear a mask. And um, just knowing that I don't know why those things are happening, but he he does. And there's a reason for that. And um, just let, resting and being at peace with the fact that he's in control. Um, of COVID and everything that each person, each one of us walks through. Okay. That's really good. I mean, there's a great, I mean, there, there's a, there's a truth there you've gotten a hold yeah. of, right? That's impacting yeah. your life. Right? Yeah, definitely. So definitely. good for you, Andrea. Dave, what do you think? Well, there's no doubt that this last year has been tough on a lot of organizations, a lot of relationships, a lot of people. And there's, there's just been, and there's turmoil. It's been a tumultuous time. Uh, you know, I'm, I'd be wrong to say that that I'm not looking forward that to that be over with, you know. But but here's what I think: after ten years of being at Bethel, like 
I know that Bethel has been just a, a great church. I mean, I love my church. You know, that's the thing. I, I love being a part of Bethel. Um, great church for a long time, 30-plus years. But I really do believe that even in this odd time, you know, bringing in uh, a new senior pastor, bringing Jason in, bringing your campus pastors, new young guys that are going to lead the mm-hmm. church, um, there's still a place for us old guys, Dave, like me and you, to, yeah. to be around to see the great days ahead. I, I really, in my heart, believe, um, even though the past has been very good, I'm, I'm super hopeful and, and, and confident that the best days of Bethel Church are still ahead of us. So I would tell everybody, man, let's get involved. Let's be in community with other people. Let's do the best we can right now because the future is going to be bright. Okay. Amen. I agree, I agree for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we'll call that good. Yeah, thank you guys. Really appreciate you guys sharing your stories. Just kind of be, you know being really transparent with with people. So I would say this: in either case, if you guys have listened to Dave, you've listened to Andrea. Um, they, they you know they both said, "Hey, they're willing to talk with anybody." You want to give them a call? Yeah, they can call you right here at Bethel, right? Yep. yep. Good. No doubt. Thank you guys. Thank you. Have a good week, folks. Thanks for joining us this week. Listen in next week as we continue to encourage each other to practically follow Jesus through the application of gospel truth. If you haven't already subscribed, please do so, because we'd love to continue to dive into God's Word with you. We'd also love to connect further with you. If you go to Bethel.ch, you'll see all sorts of ways to connect, serve, and worship with our church body. Finally, please consider sharing this podcast with your friends by word of mouth or on social media. Have a blessed week.